come, O come, Emmanuel. The Lord cometh. You were supposed to say, and ransom captive Israel. And ransom, no, I don't use, sing that song till the last days of Advent. Oh, you're not going to be happy with my it, selections it's this the, weekend. It's the, <laughs> o, the O antiphons. It is, last seven days, but we're starting it this weekend. Hello, everybody. This is podcast number... 81 of the 23 podcast. Michael Pupp is here with... The 81 podcast. This is number 23. This is very confusing. Okay. Hello, that's Michael Puppis, and I am Father Herb Weber. It's good to be with all of you. Hopefully, you all had a great Thanksgiving. Father, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was wonderful. Yeah? Wonderful. And we had balanced meals. Uh, Sometimes everybody brings the same side dish. This year, it was very balanced. Oh, good. We had vegetables. We had potatoes. We had salad. Good. I was so happy at the last minute, I decided not to take romaine lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) That's a safe option. Safe option. We, um... We had a delightful Thanksgiving. Thanks for asking. I, uh, oh, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was very good. Thank you. My brother David was here, and we did something kind of fun this year where after we ate, uh, we decided to look up the top episodes of Friends for Thanksgiving over the 10 seasons, and we wa- We didn't watch all of them, but we watched probably three or four. Did, did they? Well, I, I'm not a Friends fan, oh. so I don't know. Did they do Thanksgiving specials? Well, not specials, but, you know, sitcoms always take on kind of the theme of whatever the holiday may be that, you know, is Around on that, that time, that time of, year. of the year. Yeah, and so with 10 seasons of Friends, there were pr- plenty of episodes to choose from, so we had a lot of fun watching those. Okay. I thought you were going to say after we were finished eating, we went out for a walk along the river. I mean, wouldn't that be beautiful? That would, but... Instead g- of sitting in the living room watching old, old TV shows. Wow. Thanks a lot for making me feel bad. Well, it's just between you and me. I wouldn't tell everybody <laughs> else that. No, it was a good Thanksgiving. It was fun, you know, to get back into the swing of things this weekend with Christ the King. And, of course, Advent begins this weekend. And, of course, before we go to Advent, I want to have one more word about last week. Oh, yeah. We were overwhelmed by the incredible generosity of people of this parish bringing in food for the Thanksgiving food drive. And a couple of the parents who helped with their kids take the food up to St. Louis Helping Hands, they said, isn't it a shame we only do this? At Thanksgiving, we should do it at other times of the year. So I think I'm going to try to look into that. Yeah, it's actually true. You know, so many food pantries sometimes get inundated around the holidays. And although, then... although the, uh, I'm sure they can use it. Um, did I tell you how much we received this year? You did. They they have this thing where all the food is taken in and weighed before they put it on the, the before they stock the shelves. Better to weigh the food than to weigh me after I eat it. Right. So that's good. But but it is silly in a sense because. If you have a couple of cans of vegetables, yeah, or you have a pack of a pack of dry noodles, right? The noodles could last you a lot farther or serve you much farther. True, uh, but it weighs much less. Right. But they weighed everything, and this year it was over four thousand pounds, really over two tons of food that we took up. That's how much I actually ate on Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in contrast, last year we were very generous, and yeah. it was only about twenty three or twenty four hundred. That's so, fantastic! So a, a big, big increase. That's great. Actually, this year for Thanksgiving, I think was probably the first year in a while after we got done eating, I felt good. It, we didn't eat really heavy stuff this year, uh, and so I felt really nice. Well, I, I felt good after. I never eat meal. a whole lot on Thanksgiving at the meal itself. Yeah, it's the snacking afterwards. Or before, too, a little oh, bit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. The prep- preparatory and, and if there's three or four different kinds of pies... Watch you, out. You, you, you'd you be ashamed to to 
you know, ignore one to have the other. We made a, uh, my, my wife has become a great vegan baker because uh, we eat plant-based at our house and she made the best pumpkin quote cheesecake uh it was really good and i would i would put it up against any normal cheesecake. so when you say quote cheesecake it doesn't have dairy product no in dairy it. in it no it's actually made from cashews which cashews i've learned can make tons of stuff and delicious because you get that creaminess from the cashew and i would never have guessed it it's good we'll save you we finished it last night okay now let's jump into the first sunday of advent how many sundays of advent are there there are four and this year praise the lord we get to have the fourth sunday of advent by itself because if you remember last year my friends the fourth sunday of advent was also christmas eve so this year you get to actually enjoy the fourth sunday of yeah, Advent. christmas this year is on tuesday Yes. Now, now Michael and I will be doing the marathon because we have a Saturday evening Saturday evening mass on the twenty second. Yep, that's the warm up. On the twenty third Sunday, we have Sunday morning mass, Sunday evening mass. We do. On Monday the twenty fourth, we have we don't have any morning mass, but we have three in the evening, Christmas Eve. Yes. With the last one ending at about starts at eleven. So it ends at around midnight, yep. a little bit after, as people walk out, these gentle uh, flakes of <laughs> you say snow. This every come, year. Come, one, year they, one year it happened. Last year it was five inches of snow. So <laughs> yeah. you got to really watch what you say. <laughs> and then, of course, on Tuesday is Christmas morning. Right. So it's, it's really good. But yeah, last year was tough because on Sunday morning we announced that Mary was pregnant, going to give birth. And when people came back to church three hours later, the, the baby was born. It was quick. It was Jesus. If anybody could do it, it would be Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So, let's so talk- this week we dive into the first Sunday of Advent. Now, obviously, we'll have the Advent wreath. That's always a favorite symbol of Advent. Do you keep a wreath at home? I used to. I have it, but I don't use it anymore because I do all my celebration here at church. Party of one. Yeah. Every every day we light the Advent wreath, even for the weekday mass. Yeah. And And so it was like... It never got burned at home. Sometimes I'd light the candles, you know, the day before Christmas just to make sure that they felt, uh, didn't feel left out. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. As much as I, so we already got the, we got our Christmas decorations out early this year. Well, not early. We just, we always get them out after Thanksgiving. And so that's early folks. So the advent wreath, not compared to some of the houses I drove past after Halloween that already had Christmas lights out. Uh, But anyway, so the advent wreath is on the table. The girls are already excited. Of course, we haven't, we haven't lit anything yet because that will come this weekend. Uh, but I love the kind of the blessing of the Advent wreath that you can do as a family. Uh, there's a little prayer on the USCCB website that you can use. We use that every year. Uh, and then, of course, you know, lighting it each night during dinner. By the, by the way, USCCB.org. Yes. United States, U.S., United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, USCCB.org. Yeah. We'll give you everything you need to know about anything. It's a great website. Then go ahead with your conversation. So every night. But what I was going to say is really my favorite part of the Advent wreath is not the lighting. It's the extinguishing of the candles and the aroma the candles give out off when you extinguish them. It reminds me exactly of my grandmother's house when she had an Advent wreath on her table. And as the little kid, it was always my job to blow out the candles. And of course, the big argument in our house every night is... 
who gets to blow out the candles. Especially the first week when there's only one candle burning. Exactly. Yeah, it's much easier as the weeks go on. So, Okay, let's talk a little bit about Advent is always four Sundays. It's not four weeks. It's four Sundays. Did so, I say four weeks? No, oh. I'm, I'm talking to the people out there. Oh, oh there are other people? There, there are a couple of people <laughs> listening in. It's four week, Sundays. Yep. So it's this year, three, three weeks and a, a day. Mm-hmm. And the first Sunday of Advent, is always about the second coming of Jesus. Hmm. So it's futuristic. It's like about end times. Like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it's like projecting the when the Lord comes in his glory. Not terribly different from our readings of two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, then on the second Sunday, the third Sunday, and the fourth Sunday of Advent, then we go to the historic coming of Jesus. It's also important to note, and uh, I know many people already know this, that the beginning of the Advent season starts the new t- liturgical year. So we're going from cycle B to cycle C. And cycle C is the year of? Luke. Luke. I love Luke. No, it's I love Lucy. I love Luke. This is her, her brother. Okay. <laughs> uh, Luke is... Uh, for many of us, Luke is uh, the most popular of the four Gospels. Now, for me, the most popular is whichever one I happen to be reading. But I really love Luke. And Luke is the one that has the infancy story of Christmas that most of us have come to know and love. Mm-hmm. So we read from Luke at Christmas every year. Mm-hmm. Luke is also the one that includes a whole long section of parables that are not found in other Gospels. The story of the Good Samaritan, where do you find it? Luke. The story of the prodigal son, where is that? Luke. The story of the, the, the Pharisee who goes into the temple and prays about how good he is and the tax collector in the back, that's found only in? Luke. Luke. I'm waiting for you to throw me one the, here. The, <laughs> the account of, of the, the rich man who feasted lavishly and Lazarus at his door. That's in Fiddler on the Roof. No, that's Luke also. (laughs) (laughs) So Luke has uh, went out of his way to record all these wonderful parables of Jesus Uh that appeal to the, the, the the disenfranchised, the outsiders, the leftovers, the ones who were not in the mainstay. So Luke is kind of, at least for this year, the MVP gospel. MVP. For this year, because it's the gospel for this year. Okay. I got it. The (laughs) MVG. All right. I do want to share, too, uh, we're going to introduce a new song this weekend. I'm really excited about for the Advent season. Um, It's from the Passion Conference, which is a big uh, worship conference done in Atlanta every year. Uh, And this song came out a few years ago. But as I I listened to it this year with Advent ears, if there's such a thing, uh, it's such a beautiful song. So I just want to share a little bit of of the text and then you guys can look it up it'll be in the prepare email coming out on thursday this week and we're going to sing it a couple of times this weekend and each of the next four sundays the title of the song is even so come uh, and here's just a, uh, a bit of the text at the beginning all of creation all of the earth make straight a highway a path for the lord jesus is coming soon call back the sinner wake up the saint let every nation shout of your fame jesus is coming soon and then in the refrain Like a bride waiting for her groom will be a church ready for you. Every heart longing for our King, we sing, even so come, Lord Jesus, come. That's very good. That whole idea of longing for coming. Yeah. Keep that phrase, longing for coming. I'm holding on to it. Okay. All right. Now, your first line you read about make make straight the way of the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Make straight a highway. Yeah, you'll path. you'll find that in the second Sunday of Advent this year. Cool. So, well, we don't want to talk about it yet. No. So then we'll just, have nothing to talk about next week. Okay. Just kind of like ignore that. I didn't even hear it. Okay. The first Sunday of Advent <laughs> is the future coming, and it's basically about promises fulfilled that God will not forget His people. We talked about Luke a little bit, and Luke creates three comings of Jesus. You'll find it in the gospel. Mm -hmm. The first one is the historic coming of Jesus. Mm -hmm. The second one is Jesus coming in glory, The second, what we call the second coming. And then in between, throughout the gospel, it's like getting used to the fact that Jesus is coming into our lives. Present. Present. And that's... It a, is coming. So we really have... The, although the emphasis sounds like it's on the second coming, it's really introducing that that third possibility that Jesus is coming now. So, you know, here we are, we're sitting here before Advent has officially started. And I know, and you know, the next month is just going to zoom by. And a lot of times the same thing happens every year. You know, I, I sat, even sat down <laughs> this morning praying, okay, don't let Advent go by too fast. Let me take advantage of this season. And I know December 24th is going to come and I'm going to say, Wow, where did that time go? So what are some things that you... De December 24th is, uh, what, four weeks from today? Is it? I don't even know. I'm not... Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. We're, we are recording this on a Monday. Yeah. So, um, so the question is, in your wisdom as a priest and as a person that's been a Catholic a lot longer than I've been... A long time. <laughs> how do you make sure that you take in Advent? And what... What are some of the things that you look for? And let me give another question. How do you not just do the same thing every year? Well, first of all, I'm a, a reflective person by nature. I spend a lot of time alone. I like to be alone. I like to take walks. I like to listen. Do you want me to leave? Uh, it's hard to do a podcast okay. by myself. <laughs> okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Michael just left the room, so I'm going to finish this by myself. Perfect. How are you doing, Herb? Fine. How are you? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's it's like you just have to... You have to carve out time. I, when I was growing up, I thought of Advent as a, a mini Lent. Mm -hmm. And that is not correct, although I've learned it does have characteristics of Lent. Mm -hmm. And part of Lent is to uh, step out of your ordinary. So that part is still true. So maybe what you do is you don't watch Friends on TV. Now to be okay. To, that's fine. To, I'm listening. to binge watch only three episodes. Oh, three episodes. Yeah. I, okay. Anyway, <laughs> but maybe you don't watch anything on TV. Yeah. Maybe you take a little quiet time, and it can be a very pleasant quiet time. It can. You can have music on the, uh, you know, playing. You can have a fire in the fireplace. You can be sit, sitting there reading the scriptures, or or just kind of reflecting off the day. Yeah. I would very very much recommend that people journal. I talked a little bit a week ago. No, I'm sorry. On, was that on Thanksgiving Mass? I talked about uh, the uh, gratitude journals yeah. that some of the men were talking about on the men's retreat. The, yeah, I remember that. And it, I would suggest things like that where you, you spend some time reflecting each day of where you've seen the Lord. That's great. It, it's almost like the Ignatian examine of consci consciousness mm -hmm. at, at the end of the day where you examine uh, where God has been present. Mm -hmm. You listen to the Lord. You, uh, you also see where you failed, mm -hmm. but you also see the blessings. There is a not not that we need competition, 
for podcasts because we know the 23 podcast is probably the only podcast. We are, we've survived 81 episodes. <laughs> but there is another podcast actually with Father James Martin. He's a Jesuit Oh, his, his is wonderful. I would listen to that first. And it's called uh, The Examine. And he actually... Th- he is a Jesuit. Yeah. I did. I said that. I know. Oh. I'm, I'm emphasizing oh. that. <laughs> but anyway, he um, the Examine podcast is about, I'm, I'm looking up videos of it right now. There's about 17 minutes long, and he publishes them throughout the year, and it actually does that at the end of each day. According to the liturgical season, will help you just kind of reflect. So if you're looking for something to guide you through that process, check out the Examine, E-X-A-M-E-N, uh, with Father James Martin. It might, might be a good tool for you. Another thing that really, really is probably the core for me during Advent are the daily scripture readings that come from Mass. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people love to study the Bible or they want to study the Bible, so they pick up a, a gospel or a letter of St. Paul and they just work their way through it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I prefer just taking the readings each day because liturgically they are already spelled out for us. And you can find the readings, again, at usccb.org. That's an easy place to do it. You'll see on the homepage is the little calendar in the upper right corner, and you can just click on the day. I prefer to use an app. I have the uh, Give Us This Day app. It's like a two ninety nine a month subscription, and you can open up the app, and it's got all the, the mass prayers for the day and the readings there. there Magnificat also has an app. There's also an iMissile, which I have that app. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the whole mass uh, I don't think I told you, two weeks ago when I was having a Mass at one of the nursing homes, mm-hmm. I forgot to take the missile with me. But my 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 smartphone was with me, and I do have the app. So I had I did all the prayers from the app. You know, let us pray, and I spread out my hands, and then I held the little phone in front of me so I could read the prayer. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sent you a text message. Oh, okay. So, so anyway, as you can see, I, I guess what we're trying to get at here is there are so many resources available, uh, and I think the, the valuable part of this is just making the time, making a priority this Advent. Uh, and I'm going to do my best to do it, and I know, Father, you will too. Uh, and hopefully those of you that are listening will join us in making this a good Advent season. And Advent's a time of preparation, but we need a preparation for the preparation. So that's what we are in right now. We are in that week. Sure. So real quickly, I'm going to look at some things from the gospel this week. It starts with chapter 21, because remember I said it's the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, there will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, and on earth nations will be in dismay, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect, raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. Now, there's a little bit more, uh, but I want to talk about that. Your redemption is at hand. It's a very, you know, you could look at this with great fear, like, oh, no, the world's ending. Mm-hmm. But it's really trying to say, no, the, the Lord is coming in power. Very much of what I talked about two weeks ago on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Should we just stop here and they can go back and listen to that? I don't know. Are they still available? They are. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I d- I don't listen. How would I know? Everything you ha- you've said is still available. Okay. But the first reading from the prophet Jeremiah, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and Judah. Now that's, of course, at the end of the Babylonian captivity. Mm-hmm. So the people who had been held in captivity in foreign lands were allowed to return home. That's the excitement for us is that, okay, we, we wait 
we don't just wait for Jesus to be born. That's happened. Yeah. And we wait for the end coming where all the world is caught up in the Lord as in Feast of Christ the King. Mm -hmm. That's in the future. But while we're in between, and we are the tweeners, The ultimate tweens. Yeah. While we're in between, this (laughs) Just sitting around watching Hannah Montana. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That's not on anymore, I don't think. I would hope not. I don't Uh, have any tweens, so I don't know. Okay. (laughs) You will real soon. (laughs) Don't say that, please. So, but we are in between. And this is that, that third understanding of the revelation of the Lord. The Lord is in our midst. But that's why we have to slow down during Advent to see what is to be seen, to hear what has already been spoken. Very similar to even what you said in your homily this past weekend about the kingdom of God is not there. You caught it. It's here. It's, when I said it's not there, I, I saw some people gasp. And I said, no, it's not there. It's because he planted me in the church to go, oh, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. But it makes a lot of sense. I think we're always, we're always trying to look forward to what is to come. You know, it's got to get better than this. What's coming, what's coming. And sometimes we have to also be content with what we have now. And, and we have to be the agents for something better to come. The, you se- know. the secret agents? No, not the secret agents. Well, it could be secretive, but we have to be the agents of change. Yeah. And when we see something that's incredibly unjust or inhumane, sometimes we have to stand up and act for act on it. I found this weekend, you know, as we kind of highlighted through open windows, yes, really how powerful that text really is. Uh, the more I sing it, the more it really hits me, and how appropriate it is. Well, we used it as the theme song for the men's retreat, so I think th- there was a whole group of men there at the five thirty mass. I noticed who were singing, singing their hearts out. Good. It'll definitely. Obviously, we're going to take a little break from it over Advent and Christmas, but it'll make a comeback. In the, it, it's sure better in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> is that a is that a threat? No, it's a wish. It's a promise. Oh. To, a promise to be fulfilled. A promise, <laughs> like the Advent season. Okay. All right, 23 minutes has come and gone. I'm excited for this Advent. I like this idea of journaling. I think I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to report back to you next week. Okay, God bless you. All right, guys, take care.